This is episode 585 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Heal Wounds with Sugar. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode. Hey, let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from Survivalpedia.com, and the title of the article is How to Heal Wounds with Sugar. Let's go ahead and jump in. The processed foods companies are going to love reading this article for all the wrong reasons. Now, I think treating wounds with sugar was a big thing during the Napoleonic Wars, when soldiers were known for packing gunshot wounds with sugar until medevac, this old trick, has to do with osmotic effect or something along those lines. That is, if memory serves me well. I know, we live in the age of internet and search engines, hence everybody is smart nowadays, provided there's an internet connection available and a smart device at their fingertips. But now and then, it feels really good to have a classical education and to be able to use it for practical purposes. So rant aside, research kicks in and after a few mouse clicks, we know for a fact that sugar was used for treating wounds since like forever. In our particular case, forever means for thousands of years. In ancient Egypt, surgeons were known for using sugar for healing wounds faster. And what do you know? It looks like sugar's back in business with a bang. Old wisdom seems to be truer than ever, as physicians in Europe, and mainly in the UK, are working frantically at bringing back this ancient technique. The thing is, after a series of trial tests were performed relatively recently, to no one's surprise really, the medical community was shocked to find out that Old folk remedies actually work. Now, guys, there is a link here where uh, you can click on to go read a little bit more, maybe, of those trials. As I already told you in the introductory paragraph, yes, sugar helps with treating wounds due to its property of drawing water into itself. This is called osmotic effect in scientific lingo. And pedantically speaking, sugar is hydrophilic material, as in it has affinity for water. Another way to put it is sugar is hygroscopic. Now, how does it work exactly? Well, if you pour sugar over one's wounds, it will suck water or humidity into its midst, the sugar that is, thus keeping the bed of the wound dry, hence promoting new tissue to grow, which is kind of awesome if you think about it. Now, at the same time, this osmotic process dehydrates the microorganisms that are known to cause infections in wounds. Dehydration is as bad for nasty microorganisms as it is for us humans, as in it leaves bacterium fragile and weak, thus incapable of reproducing and all that. The next step is death from dehydration. We call this an antibiotic effect with regards to pouring sugar over wounds. Now basically, what we're dealing with here is a two for the price of one kind of deal. And by the way, sugar is pretty cheap nowadays and non-toxic as opposed to antibiotics. So moreover, readily available as opposed to antibiotics. So to sum it up, on one hand, you keep the wound from getting infected, and in the same time, you promote a faster healing process. 
It's a win-win, right? And all of it's done with sugar. Now, don't worry. Our website is not sponsored by U.S. Sugar Corporation. Incidentally, I am of the opinion that refined sugar is incredibly bad for one's health. Hence, I would only advocate for using sugar externally as opposed to ingesting it. Keep in mind that ingesting sugar doesn't help with healing one's wounds, by the way. So moving along with our story, there's even a better way to treat wounds. Sugar plus oil or sugar plus honey. Now mixing oil or honey with sugar creates some sort of an ointment, which is applied on the wound as a salve. Another idea for keeping the sugar into place is by using petroleum jelly, that if you don't have oil nor honey available. These viscous substances are believed to help with improving the sugar penetration into one's wounds or something along those lines. Regardless of the theory, it just works. That's the lesson to be taken home after reading this article. And speaking of it just works, since the devil is in the details, here are the details on how it works. The best effect in treating a wound with sugar is to apply a basic salve onto the wound and for best results, only maintain a loose cover around the wound. You must make sure there's no bleeding before applying sugar on the wound. To avoid wounds from getting infected in emergency situations, you must sprinkle sugar granules all over the wound. Keep in mind that you'll have to perform this procedure three to four times a day and before reapplying the magic treatment, you'll have to clean the wound thoroughly with water. Now, a very effective ointment can be improvised from povidone iodine, or 10%, and sugar. Applied on the wound, this mixture works wonders in terms of preventing it from getting infected and faster healing. Iodine is also a very efficient antibiotic, while the sugar will prevent further bacterial growth. Also, this stuff doesn't sting at all, which is great for kids. It's important to remember to have clean bandages available in your survival kit, along with sugar, obviously, and also to maintain proper hand sanitation during the procedures. You can reuse cotton bandages after rinsing them with clean water and then boiling them for at least 10 minutes. That's a cool life hack for emergency situations when supplies are scarce. Now here's a great video on how to use sugar to heal wounds. So there is a video here that you can click on. Now with all these in mind, don't forget to add granulated sugar to your emergency survival kit, okay? Sugar is cheap and readily available. However, it will only work in its pure granulated state. Besides making for awesome emergency medicine, you can use the sugar in your survival kit as a quick energy boost due to its high calorie content. Now just don't eat it all in one stand. Now besides sugar, remember to pack enough bandages, both pressure and compression varieties, together with stuff that can be improvised to make bandages in case of an emergency, like cotton-made clothing, for example, like a t-shirt. And while we're at it, don't forget about iodine. Your survival kit must also contain rope or something that can be used to improvise a tourniquet to stop the bleeding before applying sugar to the wound. And yes, a suture kit would be nice, provided you know how to use it. Medical gloves, thermal blanket, a scalpel, and pain medication are also to be considered. Finally, how much sugar should you pack? There's never too much sugar for some folks, but in this writer's opinion, half a pound would do it. So here's the bottom line. Sugar is a powerful antibiotic and a cleaning agent in a survival situation, and it's also incredibly cost-effective.
All right, guys. So that's the article. And just want to let you know, there's a couple of um, comments here. I want to read one from Steve F. He is a retired Navy corpsman. And uh, it's like my father. He is. Uh, my father wasn't retired, but he was in uh, Vietnam and in Da Nang during the, the Tet Offensive. And he was one of the Navy corpsmen that actually saw a lot of uh, it was actually in the rooms, you know, with the doctors, and he did a lot of the suturing and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so a lot of a lot of the guys, once they got over there from, you know, from talking with dad and, and talking, you know, stories and stuff, um, when they got over there and saw all the blood, they couldn't do it. So they were just kind of given other duties, you know, in the hospital. But dad could handle the blood, so he was there. Got a lot of experience that most people don't. But anyway, I wanted to read this um, because you know he reading this from Steve, you know, being a retired Navy corpsman, it just kind of brought back memories of my dad talking about different things. But anyway, I thought this was kind of interesting. So let me read this one really quickly. He says, uh, I'm a retired Navy corpsman and I use sugar frequently to heal nasty wounds at sea. My engineers would often ignore punctures either because they were on liberty and didn't want to return to the ship or because they were busy with the repair and couldn't. By the time they got to my sick bay, a simple puncture wound was a deep abscess. I'd clean, irrigate, and explore the wound to make sure that all the pus was evacuated. Then introduce the sugar betadine gel mix. Cover with a dry sterile dressing. Return in 24 hours, 50% healing. Wash, rinse, repeat, 50% healing each day. Depending on the initial size of the abscess, 10 days to 2 weeks, Complete healing without scarring. A colleague's wife developed a mastitis and the sugar healed her without a scar in 10 days. All right, guys. So anyway, I wanted to add that because that was another example of it being used and, and continued to being used and that it works. And so when we've talked about sugar or at least storing sugar in the past, we've talked about you know putting it in a, a mylar uh, or you know, putting it in a five-gallon bucket with a mylar bag, and not necessarily putting the O2 absorber in the in there or the oxygen absorber, because then it would suck out all the oxygen, and the sugar would become so hard that you know. And really, I guess there's nothing really wrong with it. You would just break it up, right? Uh, you would just have to break it up. But anyway, you if, to not have to deal with that at all, you could just not put the oxygen absorber in there. And you know, have the the mylar bag inside of the five gallon bucket and use it that way, and it would store for a very very long time. And so you might think about, hey, this is something that we could use in our medical preps, and and have that you know in the back of your mind all the time. You know, somebody else in the comment section talked about making sugar dine. Uh, you know, uh, something that can be used for, uh, you know, wound treatment and cleaning and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, there's just all these different things out there that we don't always think about because we've always, you know, we've always gone to the medical cabinet and we've had, you know, the little solution that we've paid a lot of money for at the drugstore and we just use that. And, and that's what we, uh, that we have in our mind that we can use when there's all these other things that we can use. And so I love 
reading articles like this because it, it just helps you to understand that there are a lot of things out there that you can use. And again, when your family, you know, when your kids are, you know, have an abscess, when someone is sick, when someone has a wound, you know, you want to be able to provide some, some medical care. If let's say the doctors weren't available, you couldn't go to the hospital or whatever, but you had sugar available to be able to do this. I mean, that just kind of makes sense. And then, of course, he talked a little bit about that. Uh, it seemed like it was kind of a little repetitive where you just you want to make sure you have those other things, right? You want to make sure you rinse out the wound every, you know, uh, or two or three times a day. You want to have bandages or cotton t-shirts or whatever that you're going to rip up. You know, first aid supplies are just or one of those things that you can add to your preps just a little bit at a time and then, you know, stock up over time because you would wind up using a lot of your first aid, you know, in some kind of a situation, survival situation, and you can use up a lot of it. And you don't even realize it, right? So if you've ever had anybody from uh, your family that has come back from the from the hospital and you've needed to clean wounds or whatever, you know, something like that, you, you'll get a quick idea of how fast you'll go through, you know, gauze and pads and, and all those different kinds of things. So, you know, having stocking up a little bit at a time over time and, you know, putting it in one place where you have, you know, uh, your, your first aid kit or your medical closet or whatever you want to call it. And the other cool thing is that it doesn't expire, right? And so that's one of those uh, great things there. All right, guys. So like always, I'm going to link to this article from survivalpedia.com in the show notes. So you can go and uh, read this article again, maybe check out some of the comments and click on that video on how to use sugar to heal wounds. You know, I like listening. I listen to podcasts all the time, but sometimes looking at a video is very helpful as well. And so uh, that will be available to you. So go check that out. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 585. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com or search for The Prepper Website Podcast in your podcast catcher. We're on all the major networks. And that way, you'll never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a link in the show notes so that you can join The Prepper Website email list. And with that... Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.